Hello, thank you for tuning in to listen to A Fine Time for Healing. I am your show host, Randy Fine. For those of you who are new to the Randy Fine channel, welcome. Thank you for coming and listening. Uh, please become a subscriber. I'm putting up two videos every week and you'll be notified of the new content. I have some really interesting shows coming up. I always have interesting shows. <laughs> I, I cherry pick these shows so that they're different. For those of you who are regulars and have been listening, thank you. I appreciate your support. Make sure you keep giving those thumbs up to the videos that you like. And for those of you who keep coming and aren't subscribers, please subscribe. I'd like to build this channel up as big as I possibly can. And Make sure that you like these videos, if you like them. Hopefully you will. Today I'm going to be talking about a topic that is a bit controversial. Do narcissistic parents truly love their children? There are many people out there that will insist that the narcissist does love them as a spouse or a partner and their children and they say they love them in their way so i want to state my case today and then i'll tell you how i feel but i want you to listen to the whole thing so reproduction is an instinct given to all living things to perpetuate their species many organisms with offspring are not responsible for their aftercare. Their job is to protect and give tools for survival until their offspring can do it for themselves. That is the job of every human parent. But the job is so much more than just that. Human parents are responsible for raising healthy adults, confident adults with boundaries and tools for living, coping mechanisms. Parents are supposed to prepare children, not just for survival, but for success. This is not easy and it is not brief. Human parenting lasts a lifetime. It is assumed by many that a woman who has a child, had a child, or is raising a child has maternal instincts. And it is also assumed that a father or a man who had a child, has a child, or is raising a child has paternal instincts. This is not true. And it is especially not true with narcissists because narcissists are always narcissists. They take on roles that get them what they need. What they need is narcissistic supply, adoration, adulation, and attention. So taking on a mother role is going to get a great amount of narcissistic supply and taking on a father role is going to have a great amount of narcissistic supply. Also, when we think of family, 
we think of this cohesive group that they have each other's backs. They love each other. It's unconditional love. They're there. They don't stab each other in the back. They want to be together. They want to spend time together. This is not so with a narcissistic family. When you have a narcissistic parent heading the family, this is not a family situation at all. It is survival of the fittest. Every single person in that family is in their own corner trying to survive. However they figure out, they can do it. Generally, it's their subconscious that helps them figure that out. Even the spouse, they're not in the corner of the children. They're only in the corner for themselves because they're terrified to lose their spouse or their partner. They feel like they'll die without that person. So the family situation is everybody's in a different corner and everybody's trying to survive. And we get caught up in the illusion of what a family is supposed to be. But if you have a narcissistic parent, you don't really have a family. You have relatives. Parental love, these are the things that I believe define parental love. Patience, reliability, selflessness, warmth, affection, caring, comforting, concerning, nurturing, supportive, secure, and no conditions. This is what parental love is supposed to be. And when I talk about that, I'm talking about unconditional love. Because to me, there's no other way to love a child. If, it's, if the child is not loved unconditionally, they will not thrive. Children also need emotional and physical safety. And in these environments, in these home environments, they really have neither. The emotional safety is so, it, it's hit or miss. It comes and it goes. The child never knows when they're emotionally safe. They're on high alert all the time, waiting for something to explode because it can happen at any time and they don't know what will initiate it. Any child born into the convoluted domain of narcissistic parent has a steep uphill climb through life. Narcissistic love is a perverted type of love based on selfish neediness. They objectify their children. They dehumanize their children. They treat their children like they are pawns on a chessboard and nothing more, that they can move around as needed. Children experience emotional abuse, psychological abuse, sexual abuse, physical abuse, spiritual abuse, even financial abuse in these homes. And make, you know, don't question this. This is abuse. People say, well, I was never hit. And to that, I say, that would have been better. Because when you're hit, 
your mind can wrap around that idea. It sees it, it feels it, it knows it. With narcissists, they infiltrate your subconscious mind and you don't even know it's happening. And for children in these environments, this happens from day one, as soon as they're born into this family. The indoctrination begins. So children are considered extensions of the narcissistic parent. The parent feels like they own the child, as I said before, objectification. And they assign roles to fulfill their wishes and needs, their wishes and needs, not the children's. Children are expected to perform and conform to standards that are never the same. How can you conform and perform to standards that are never the same? It's a moving target. So the three roles that are assigned to children by the narcissistic parent are the golden child, the scapegoat child, and the invisible child. The golden child is the one that's favored by the parent. It's the one, it's the child that can do no wrong because the parent sees that child as a mirror of themselves. So if the child does something wrong, that means there's, the parent is flawed. So they, they have to hold this child in very high regard. The scapegoat child is the dumping ground for all the frustration, angst, judgment, whatever it is that the narcissistic parent has, that is where they dump all of it onto the scapegoat child. And believe it or not, the scapegoat child usually fares better in life. When I say that, I mean they're more successful in life than the golden child because the scapegoat child is damned if they do and damned if they don't, so they do. They challenge the narcissist because it doesn't matter. And besides, they want their attention. And negative attention is equal for a child or a narcissist, for that matter, to positive attention. Children are only valuable to a narcissist if they're flawless. Usually, it's flawless on the outside because that's really what they want to show the world that they have this flawless child, this perfect specimen that they've created. But a child who has flaws is not a child that gives. It's not the one, it's not a child who's taking care of the parent. The parent has to take care of the child. And that's not how narcissists roll. They want the child to take care of them and their needs and to keep them happy, which is not possible. The treatment of a narcissistic parent is cruel-hearted and hazardous. It's destructive. I think it's criminal. I don't think anybody could get away with that, with what children are put through in these homes. Narcissists will often say they love their children, 
and they will tell their children that they do. Because they're actors, this can be very convincing. When I say actors, I mean flawless. They take on a persona and play it flawlessly. And you can't tell the difference. I can't tell the difference sometimes. I have to really examine something in order to be able to see it. But the act is usually very good. They are, what they do is narcissists because they can't, they don't have the range of emotions and they don't really know what they're supposed to do in these so-called relationships. They mimic what other people do. They watch people. They know when it's appropriate to say, I love you, when it's appropriate to maybe give a hug. But they're not functioning out of a, an emotional drive. They're mimicking what they've learned. It's all learned behavior. And narcissists are very smart. Many of them are very successful and very smart. So, in my opinion, narcissists are incapable of love or empathy. I know they, they are incapable of empathy toward another human being because they've never felt it. They do not know what empathy feels like. They do not know that because they're hurting you, you are hurting and they feel that pain. They do not. When they hurt you, they don't, it's like hurting an object. They don't care. Parents who truly love their children don't set up ever-changing conditions for receiving the love. With the narcissistic parent, nothing is stable or permanent. Privileges and gifts that are given are just as easily taken away. Children can never rest on emotional safety. They must stay hypervigilant. And so they live their entire childhood in fight or flight and in survival mode, doing whatever they can to make it through because they're reliant on this person to take care of them. But there's always surprise attacks, and the children know one false move and the rug is pulled right out from under them. And this is why they generally excessively love the narcissistic parent, because they have to. They know in their heart of hearts that it is not unconditional love. They know that they must perform and behave in order to get the reward. So they do. Um, so what narcissists do is they condition, they groom, they brainwash their children. And this is very deep seated. So if you've ever wondered why you can't reach the place where you're hurting, you just can't. It's way, way inside of you. 
it's buried inside of you it's programmed inside of you it's your brain is reacting to this programming narcissistic parents create guilt in their children they make their children feel responsible for the parents happiness they really do and the problem is the parent cannot be happy so nothing that child does is ever going to make them happy so this is a perpetual effort they can never stop trying because if that parent is happy or excited in the moment the parent won't be happy or excited in the next moment because they narcissists need it constantly coming there are oh i want to talk about gaslighting okay so gaslighting i mean you hear about this all the time this is actually this has become a mainstream term they talk about it on the news okay so the gaslighting is when the narcissist tells the child they didn't see what they saw they didn't hear what they heard they didn't say what they said it's crazy making and so what this does is it teaches the child do not trust your intuition because your intuition is wrong listen to me i'm right and so through this conditioning the child loses the ability to have to intuit anything it's all directed by the parent you may relate to this one if you've had narcissistic parents what they do is they create the narcissistic parent will create overreaction in the child and then when the child reacts portray them as insane or psychotic so they goad them into this reaction knowing the child is going to freak out get upset and then they label them insane or psychotic um one type of narcissistic mother in particular is an engulfing mother this is where the mother merges herself her identity into the child and the the purpose is to keep that child dependent they're dependent so this is not a problem for young children because young children are just they just love their mommies they love their daddies we hear about children who are physically abused sexually abused and they still love their parents because at a young age their identity is forming and the narcissist has taken the narcissistic parent has taken on the formation of that child's identity it's not a natural process it's formed the way the narcissist wants to groom it so this enmeshment is not a huge problem for a child under the age of 12 but as they reach adolescence they begin to forge this individual the self 
it's just coming up, it's coming out of them. Their friends are all forming their self, you know, their identity. And their parents or their friends' parents are encouraging it because this is a natural part of growing up. But the narcissistic, the child of the narcissistic parent is humiliated, told that they're selfish, called names, punished for wanting to have a self. And this is where the clash comes in. Their engulfing mothers are envious of anything that steals the children from them. The four primary tactics that the engulfing mother uses are parentification, which is reversal of the parent-child role, emotional incest, incest one, uh, it's a one-sided sexualized, sexualized relationship that involves no physical sex. Infantilization, this is done to keep children from maturing. The parent will speak for the child even when the child is older. The parent will speak to the child in a baby voice, a sing-song voice that they would speak to like a baby. Triangulation, which is the way that they control and manipulate balance of power in the family system. Then there's the ignoring mother. Generally, these roles are applied to the mother. I suppose they could be applied to fathers too, but generally fathers aren't, this is not the way that they groom their child, okay? They, they have other ways. Generally, they're pretty, pretty disinterested. So an ignoring mother is one who terrorizes the children, isolates the children. They don't care and they don't pretend to. That's behind closed doors. Sometimes they will do just enough so that on the outside, it looks perfect but behind closed doors, they're leaving the children alone at very young ages, they're not feeding them. And this can get to an extreme. Children understand that their family operates from by unspoken rules, and they must adhere to the agenda. They have to keep quiet. They have to accept scraps and they have to internalize and absorb everything they're told, like a puppet. They get nothing, and a little bit is a feast. So some of the things that happen to children in these environments, um, they become people pleasers, they dissociate, where you, dissociation is where you, you leave reality during that time. They put up walls for, to create internal places to hide. They make themselves smaller to try to become invisible so they won't be attacked. They develop complexes, 
personality disorders. This is th these are the situations in which personality disorders such as narcissistic personality disorder form. The children are imprisoned in this environment, in this situation, until they're old enough to leave home. And so these ways that they adapt to this family is something that they're not conscious of doing. Their subconscious mind is protecting them by giving them these ways to navigate this process. Because while they're in it, they have to survive. And so they do whatever they can. These are called maladaptive coping mechanisms. They're maladaptive because they're not healthy coping mechanisms. They work for the child at the time in the family unit. Problem is, when they get to be adults, those are the only coping mechanisms they know. So they go into adulthood with maladaptive coping mechanisms, and they wonder why life is so hard for them. When narcissistic, when a narcissist and their spouse divorce, children are weaponized. And the reason that they do this is because when they can no longer control their spouse, they control the way people see or view their spouse. And the children they can't really hurt that parent, that other, their spouse or their ex-spouse. They can't really hurt them anymore because they've lost control over them. Except for one way, by weaponizing the children. And this is where we get parental alienation. And this is a terrible thing that happens. And if you're experiencing parental alienation, uh, there's a lot of great literature out there, and there is help for you. But this narcissistic parent puts on this show. They, they tell the children they love them so much. They send them text messages all the time. I love you when they're with the other parent, when they're visiting with the other parent. I love you so much. I can't wait to see you. They pour it on real thick. They act like they do, like they love the children. This is a show. They become father or mother of the year. But what they're really doing is turning the child against the other parent. This happens in every situation where there's a divorce between a narcissist and a spouse, and there are children. Because narcissists must win. They must beat you and they will stoop to any level to do it. I froze again. All right, well, I'm gonna keep speaking because I froze, but hopefully I'll come back. Oh, there we are, okay. So the narcissistic parent, especially in these situations, do not, they don't love the children. They're just trying to punish the other parent. Children are taken as surrogate spouses. Generally, one is favored, favored, and they are 
adultified, which means that they're treated as if they are peers of that parent. They're given privileges, responsibilities, information that they're too young to, to receive or handle. And in this way, the children feel like they have, they just love this opportunity because there's no parenting. Then when they go to the other parent, the good parent, the non-narcissistic parent, that parent has rules. They have to do things. And they get mad. But daddy doesn't make me do that. Mommy doesn't make me do that. Speaking about the narcissist. So they are adultifying the children, treating them inappropriately. And the children interpret these things as the parent loving them. Deep down inside, they understand where they're getting their unconditional love. They know it's from the other parent. But this parent, they have to work for it. So maybe they believe they're loved, but they have to work for it and they have to maintain it. And they always have to, it's like the goalpost keeps moving. It's never the same, but they do love that parent. And for a child who doesn't have, is not equipped with healthy coping mechanisms, to find out that that parent truly does not love them, to accept that truth, will crush them. They don't know what to do with that. So they'll do anything to please this parent, to keep this facade going. And the other parent gets thrown away, basically, treated horribly, called names, accused of things that they didn't do. So now I'll give you my opinion. Do narcissists love their children? The answer is no. They don't love their children. They don't love anybody. They don't have the capacity. Their brain is very limited in its processing. It's a survival-based brain. They don't process emotions the way we do. They don't think about things and they don't have the capacity for love or for empathy. They have the capacity for survival and abuse that goes along with that. And that's all they do. So if you think this person is processing love, true love, it's not possible. And I don't mean to break your heart. I don't mean to tell you something that is going to be devastating to you, but I have to be real about this. There is no love. Narcissists don't care about anybody. They simply don't care. So narcissists do not love their children. They fake it. They want to look great to the outside world. They want the outside world, as I said before, to see them as mother or father of the year. So outside of the home, they're putting on a shell for everybody. And it's really believable. They get involved in the school. They go to all the games, the sports games of the children. 
they, whenever they're out with this child, you know, they're real lovey-dovey with this child, they put on a show. Narcissists are always putting on a show. Narcissists don't have a personality. The personality is formed based on what it needs to get. So I'm sure you've seen many faces of the narcissist in your life. Will children ever see this? Some will, some won't. Often there's a child, if there's more than one child in the family, often there's a child who sees it, sees right through it. They're not susceptible to the manipulation. They see that parent for who they are. That's not the child that that parent is going to take under their wing. They're going to take the vulnerable child, the, the child who is sensitive, easily manipulated, easily guilted. That's who they're going to take under their wing. And sometimes this is a process that cause, causes psychological splitting in the child's brain, in the mind. And sometimes that never comes back to normal. It just gets worse. So that's the topic for today. If you have any questions about this, I'll be happy to back up everything that I said. And I can back it up, knowing what I know about narcissists. There's very little I don't know about them. I haven't found anything yet that I don't know about them or how they abuse or what their methods are. But there is a very specific reason why this occurs, why they cannot love, why they cannot have empathy. And I can explain that if you'd like me to. So I hope you like this video. Give it a thumbs up. Leave your comments or questions for the show. I am a coach of narcissistic abuse, and you can always work with me. Everything that I do goes through my website, randyfine.com. There's a button where you can book an appointment. I do free consults. So if you're not sure that I'm the right person for you, we'll talk about it. But don't try to do this alone. This is very hard. And I don't want you to suffer. That's my main message. I don't want children to suffer. I don't want parents to suffer. I don't want adults to suffer. You don't have to. You don't have to. This does not have to be a life sentence. I know how to help you. So don't be afraid to reach out. And I don't charge very much. My fees are not high at all because I want to help you. That's my goal. So I hope you enjoyed this video. I hope you learned a lot from it, which is my intention. And keep coming back because I am putting out pretty much two videos a week. I'm doing, I, I only do one show a month on narcissistic abuse and the rest I'm interviewing other people. But I have some really fascinating people coming. And if you look at all my podcasts, you'll see. My video podcast began January 1st of 2023. Prior to that, 
everything was audio on my blog talk radio channel. You can access all of those audio shows by going to randyfine.com and going to podcast. And you'll be able to listen to those shows through the link that's there. Well, I hope you have a wonderful day. We'll see you again soon. Bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.